What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Kinetic Performance Podcast. So today's kind of a special episode here. So the day that this episode is going to release is going to be the day before my birthday. So these episodes are being released every Tuesday at about 8 a.m., I believe. And my birthday is December 14th, the day after Wednesday. And with that, it makes me think. Since we're coming down to the end of the year, the new year is around the corner, my birthday is around here, and just a lot of reflection, a lot of a lot of self-auditing, and just to see what this last year was like. And for me, that's a, that's a theme for the episode today. It's 10 lessons I've learned this past year. And now, before I move forward, I want to read the description I wrote. Learning is much deeper than the content that you learn in school. Once the class is over, learning doesn't just stop. Learning is continuous from your parents to your peers, your craft within your profession, and every aspect and domain of life. We're constantly learning something new, only if you're open to receiving it. In this episode, I chat about the 10 overarching hard lessons I've learned this past year, rounding out my 26 year of life through my eyes and experiences. These lessons have influenced and impacted many facets of my life and are interconnected. Let me know if any of these lessons I share resonates with you. So I turned 27 on Wednesday. That's crazy. I'm really close to 30. This is wild. But with that, every year, we are all learning something new. Some new things and some things are just, it's taken us a few times to learn. And there's this quote, hopefully I say it right, but those who fail to remember the past are doomed to repeat it in the future. And a theme in my life, this last few years have been very pivotable, pivotable, pivotable for, wow, moving on, words are hard. Have really, so, you know, whenever you, every day, whatever, like I pray and I'm like, God, please give me success, please give me health, those type of things for myself, for my family, my friends. And I ask for certain things, more money, more clients, be stronger, look better, you know, all these type of things that normal people wish for, like the very broad stuff. And then it comes down to the very specific things. And the way that God, using that term, whoever you believe in, higher power, whatever, Instead of them just giving it, you the answer, they give you trials, they give you challenges, they give you obstacles for you to overcome. And in doing so, you evolve as a person to have or be the thing that you are wishing for, praying for. And that's a theme that I've noticed that I have seen. The more I wish for something, the more there's a lesson there for me. And it's taking me 
maybe once, maybe 10 times to see it and then to learn it. And that takes a lot of time and effort and attention. And with these 10 lessons, it, when I was trying to brainstorm these 10 lessons, it was hard to come up with like 10 because there's so many things I've learned, but I wanted these, or these are just the main 10 that's been very reoccurring to me and that have been at the forefront of my mind. So yeah, let's dive into it. And there's no one, no particular order that I am saying these. And like I said, these are, some of them are really connected with one another. They build off of one another. And these aren't hard rules or laws that you have to follow by any means. This is just me sharing you, sharing with you my experiences and the lessons I've learned and how these have served me well and helped me shape the world through the lens I see it. So the first one that I want to talk about is no one is coming to save you. For a long time, and I didn't want to admit it, but I was being a victim. I was viewing myself, viewing the world through a victim mentality through certain areas of my life. And I was waiting for someone to come save me. Could be from the perspective of relationship. Don't want to be alone. Want to share experiences with someone. Love that stuff. Then I realize I can't rely on someone else to validate me or to give me a for someone to love me if I can't love myself. I don't need someone's permission for that. I should do it for myself. I should like myself. I should love myself. I should want to do things for myself. It doesn't have to be for another. It's like, so that's through one perspective there is like, save yourself, like start liking yourself. And then once you start liking yourself, you can start attracting the type of partner you're looking for. And then through another way, it's just, so really, yeah, I just don't want to be a victim in anything and understanding that I have to pick myself up. Like at the end of the day, it's going to be me. I have my friends, my family, of course, that are there for me, but at the end of it all, I have to do it. I have these goals, I have these dreams, and these things aren't going to get done unless I pick myself up, I believe in myself, and I start taking action. And then my friends, my family, my tribe, people around me can come support, help, lift me up. I can do the same for them. But really, I just don't want to have that victim mentality in any area of my life. Not saying that I I'm going to reject help or others, but just, you don't have, you, there's gotta be a level of you got to save yourself to move forward. So that's one lesson. The next one is called man in their arena. So this is actually a speech from Theodore Roosevelt from 1910. So 
our 26th president, if you want a little bit of U.S. history there. And I've heard this quote before, but it wasn't until Dr. Lane Norton, if you are into the fitness nutrition side of things, and since you guys are listening, maybe have heard me talk about him before and share his content, but he's quoted this quote a lot, and it's really resonated with me this last year. And a piece of that quote, I want to speak it here. It's the credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, but there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deed? Who knows great enthusiasm? And it goes on from there. So really my interpretation of this quote is you have to try. You have to get in the arena. Everything is hard. Going to school, doing the homework, going to college, if you're 18, if you're 30, if you're 40, and going back to school for your second career, that's hard. Taking care of yourself is hard. Taking care of your family is hard. You have goals and dreams of building yourself professionally, starting that business, starting this podcast, everything is hard and you are going to fail. You are going to fail a lot and you have to try. And it, so many people have a fear of failing. So many people are too worried about other people's thoughts and me included. There are a lot of times I catch myself having this fear of judgment, of just other, the way other people perceive me. And then I allow that to stop me from trying. And then I sit on the sidelines and then I will have regret. And the last thing that I want to do is when I'm 80 years old is have regret for something because I didn't have enough courage or bravery to do the thing I wanted to do, to say the thing I wanted to say, because I was too worried about getting in the arena and getting failing, getting dirty, getting knocked down. So that's the, my interpretation of that quote is get in the arena, get in it, get off the sidelines and just go do the thing, whatever that thing is, go do it. No matter how big or small, magnitude of scale it is it doesn't matter whatever it is get at the arena and do it and fight for whatever it is that you believe in or whatever it is that you want you have to get in the arena and fight no matter the outcome you have to go try because if it if it's meaningful to you you have to try otherwise that feeling that weight of regret is going away on you every day and then you were, it's just clock ticking. And so the third rule, the third lesson I've learned is you're going to fail. So it goes with that. And a story I want to share with this one is that I have failed so many times in my life. I have failed so many different things and I am putting myself out on the internet, trying to build my business, trying to make content, trying to write, trying to 
this podcast, video, all over, all these different things from business to academics and all that. And some people see, they view me as like, oh, I'm doing great. You're doing great, dude. Oh, you're doing it all. I'm like, no, dude, I'm failing so much. Every day I'm failing. Just to give you guys a few examples. I failed to get into physical therapy school. There is a backstory to that, but I failed. I failed to get in. I almost failed undergrad, almost got kicked out. I got into my master's program, but I was on probation that first semester. Not many people know that. And I was able to make it through and I did well, but yeah, I fail all the time. I have had semesters where in school where I had like one or a one or two GPA and there's semesters where I had, it was on the other end and I did well. So yeah, when it comes to academically, I failed all the time. I failed so many exams, no, so many tests. I've been all over the spectrum. And then when it comes to business, something that you guys, many people don't remember this, but this time last year, I was trying to start my online subscription-based workout program. Basically, I understand that one-on-one -on -one coaching for training nutrition is a very high ticket um, thing. And I wanted to do something that was more budget friendly. So it's like X amount monthly, you get programming for me month to month with videos and descriptions, and you can just go and take it and run it wherever you are, either at your home gym or in at a fully furnished facility. And I launched it all over social media, had friends share it, talk, talked about it and I failed. Some people showed interest. Some were like, I can't afford this things like that, totally get it. But at the end of the day, I had no, no customers for that. So I failed. Not many people remember that. And that's embarrassing, but I just picked myself up and I tried again and I'm just, yeah. So that's something I failed and in business and in all this, I continue to fail every day at something, but I just have to understand that the more times I fail, it's just the more it's just another opportunity for me to be, to just look at it objectively and be like, okay, this does not work. You can do better. You know, you can do better. Let's try this other angle and go from there. Trial and error until it's, until something sticks. Cool. And now moving on to the fourth lesson I've learned is knowing your why. This was a really big thing for me when it came to my direction after grad school, because I failed getting into PT school. And now I have a business I'm trying to grow, social media, and something that I'm gonna say for the first time that very few people know is that I am in the process of contemplating going back to school to get a PhD. So more on that later, but that's a really big mountain I'm trying to climb. I'm trying to climb a lot of big mountains. And I had to ask myself the question of like, okay, didn't get into PT school. And now what's my why with everything? Why do I want to start this business? Why do I want to do social media and content? Why do I maybe want to go back to school? Why do I want to work with people? 
Why do I want to, after my day job of working 40 hours a week, why do I invest so much time and energy into all these different things? Training, all that. Why? And I had to have those deep and hard conversations with myself and asking myself, what's the driving force behind all this? It cannot be external validation. That's not enough. That's not enough. Making my mom proud, making other people proud, looking good on social media, to have all these different accolades, soup letters after my names, just, it's all bullshit just for other people that don't. So I have to ask myself the question of like, what is it deep down that I want? What is it that is driving me? What is it going to push me through those hard days? Those days where I have failed really hard and I feel like the world is crashing on me and what's going to help me? Like, what is that driving force? That's going to help me just take that one extra step. What is it? Just what's my why? What is the why? That's, that's the question. And time is short, so I gotta spend my time doing the thing I feel that's that's most right. So that's the big question that I had to ask myself. What's your why? And now number five. Lesson number five. Take ownership. This is from a book that I read from United States Navy SEALs Jocko Willink. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, but the book is called Extreme Ownership. And I actually just read this book not that long ago. And the way that I have applied this to myself, my life is everything's my fault. I got to take ownership of that. Growing up, I was dealt with some really good cards. But on the other side of the coin, I was dealt with a lot of really bad cards. And I have to, at some point, I got to stop blaming my past trauma, my parents for where I'm at, blaming other people, blaming different situations or my relationship with friends. Maybe they just didn't things going to go well. Like I got to start taking ownership of like, okay, maybe I didn't communicate things well enough um, in the context of like friendships. It's like, okay, maybe this friendship failed or this relationship because I didn't communicate myself well enough, or I didn't take ownership knowing that they receive information differently or take things differently, things like that. Just taking more ownership and taking ownership of my action and not blaming my past trauma. It's like, okay, yes, I'm not invalidating or minimizing the things I've been through, but more so like, okay, what are you going to do about it now? It can only be so long that you blame things until, and you have that victim mentality until you're like, okay, I'm going to strap up my boots, pull up my socks and go do something about it. Because at the end of the day, it's just you. So goes back to my first lesson. No one's coming to save you. So take ownership of all the crap that you have.
and go do something about it and change it because there are only two things in this world that I have found to be true. It's that what lens are you choosing to see the world through? And then how are you going to respond? So take ownership in your actions and what you're going to do next. Very little things in this world that we have control over. So control what you can control. So take ownership of everything. So lesson number six is ego is your enemy. So this is a title that really resonated with me from a book by Ryan Holiday. And I haven't read his book yet, but just the title itself and with the overarching theme of it. And I've listened to videos of clips of him speaking about it and other people's on social media and just everything. It, I will read the book, but I think I already have the lesson is ego is your enemy. So every time that I've done something and it's Excuse me. I uh, hope you guys didn't hear that. I like just burp inside. <laughs> um, so excuse me, I'm trying to breathe here. Oh, okay. So ego is your enemy. What do I mean by that? Hold on. Oh, that was super weird. Air bubbles and yeah. Okay. So getting back to this, what do I mean by ego is your enemy? So thinking about myself has really never served me too well. Like doing it for like the wrong reasons and for ego. Because like the main overarching driving force of why I do most things is that I want to help people. I wanna serve, I wanna create an, an impact. And I want to share the lessons I've learned like, right, like this and just see other people benefit from that. I like to make other people feel empowered, feel smarter, equip them with the tools that's taking me too long to learn that maybe they can troubleshoot it and they can use it quickly. Seeing the light bulb moment in others, just giving other people the opportunity, the chance of like, they can do it themselves. And it's so cool using my vehicle of training and nutrition and giving that to other people and then them doing it. And it's so cool. And whenever I act through that lens, through that perspective, it's always served me well. Things have always served me well. But when I do things from an ego perspective, like, ooh, I just want to feel cool. I just want to feel validated and like, it's hard to explain this, but like in that more negative way, and you're just doing it for yourself, it just doesn't, it's never worked well for me. Um, so yeah, that's the lesson is putting my ego aside and really driving force, like leading, leading with my heart and leading with my why has always served me well, instead of my ego, because my ego just wants things I don't really want. Okay. So lesson number seven, and I touched base on this a little bit before, but 
seeing, seeing the world through as many lens as possible. So this one is an interesting one because I like to listen. I like to just see where everyone's coming from because we all have such different backgrounds and you only know what you know, right? Like if you stay in your circle and your collective circle, your collective experiences, you only see things through those perspectives. And a lot of conflict and a lot of conversations that I have failed to have is when I don't see points from the other person's perspectives or life experiences, or just trying to understand why they're seeing it that way. And the conversation never goes well and things get very heated and it just gets ugly. And so a big thing that I try to do is whenever I speak to someone, I try to really learn them. And I try to just really be generally curious and interested, which I, I really am. And this is where with practice of putting my ego down, um, not thinking that I know everything, but just really hearing from them and learning from them and just, there's always something to learn and a new perspective to see and another, and a new way to understand another human being. And it's so cool if you allow yourself to see it like that, if you open up to see it like that. And so I just try to see the world through as many lenses as possible before I react. It's kind of like when you are trying to solve a problem, you want all the information, you want to understand all the variables. So then before you solve the problem or you want to understand all the information before you make your informed decision, right? So just seeing the world through as many lenses as possible. And I challenge you to do that. I know it may be hard. You may be stuck by your belief systems or your ego of thinking that you know everything, maybe in life or in the subject matter of your craft, of your profession. There's always something to learn. There's always another perspective that you're not seeing. And it's not wrong that you haven't seen it or experienced that. It. It's just, you're not there yet. And you just haven't got, you just haven't experienced it. And maybe this is a, this is a moment for you to see it, to learn it. So challenge you next time you talk to someone, try to really listen, try to see where they're coming from and go from there. Makes things interesting. Okay. So lesson number eight. So there's this, it's a, it's, it's a twist on it. So normally the saying is comparison is the thief of joy. But I was listening to a podcast episode and I, if I remember right, this was from Dr. Jordan Shallow. He is a chiropractor, strength and conditioning coach, educator, big on social media. So all my fitness friends out there, you know who the muscle doc is. And he was, he was having this conversation. I forgot who the other guys were in the, or the whole context of the conversation. But this one statement really stuck out to me and I've been really like thinking about it and sitting on it. So, you know, the comparison joy, say you are comparing yourself. I'm just going to use a gym context uh, example here. 
So you go to the gym for the first time and all automatically you are feeling all these negative emotions because you look to your side and there's this other person who looks awesome physically and they're crushing it. They look so strong, like mentally, and they're doing the thing and they're lifting all these weights and you want to look like them, but you're comparing yourself to them. And all of a sudden you're very disappointed. You have these negative thoughts and emotions and then it deters you and then you leave and you never come back again. And it's just like that, that like cycle. So the twist of this is I don't, I don't think comparison is the wrong thing here. I think it's the expectation, right? I think that's, that's the root of it. So like, hear me out here. So like, I will compare myself to others and it's not necessarily good or bad. I'm just comparing, but that's just like through the inject objective lens there. But then once I start placing that expectation on myself of like, oh, I need to be where they are right now, but I'm not. And then that is where I mentally spiraled down. And then I started diving a little more into that of expecting, okay, whenever I, that expectation, whenever I'm expecting things, I'm always led with disappointment. Like for this example, going to the movie theater, um, this one is on the spot here, but it's like, okay, if I go into a movie and I have all these expectations of like, okay, the past, these other uh, movies before this, the director, the cast, everything. I have this level of expectation. Everyone's hyping it up for me. And I go on it with this such level of expectation. It's never going to meet. It's very little ever going to ever meet where my expectations are, my standards are. And then all of a sudden I'm always like left disappointed or just like, that was it. Like, you know, that feeling. And so with that example, it's like other things. It's like you place such high expectations on yourself for certain things, you're going to take away the joy of it instead of going into it with more so a curious childlike mindset of like, you see something, um, going back to the example of like someone in the gym for that, for example, you go to the gym and you see someone who you know, physically, mentally look super strong, things you want. And instead of setting that as like, okay, that is obtainable, that's achievable. They can do it. That means I can do it. Instead of using that as a empowering, encouraging moment, you're flipping the script to expectation of, oh my God, I'm not there. Then that means I suck. My willpower is horrible. I have terrible genetics. I'm never going to get there. I'm a loser. You go down the spiral, like on that other side of the coin. So, but using that comparison, if you, with comparison, you can use it as encouragement, as it's a possibility that you can do it. So this is where, I'm, this is where I'm going with it. So I think personally changing my views on this, I think expectation is the thief of joy and not comparison because comparison can invite either that negative or that positive, but most, and most of the time that I have viewed it is I've viewed it through that negative 
And then, so I stopped comparing myself, comparing myself to someone. But then once I start flipping the script to a, viewing that that comparison through more of a positive lens, now that gives me confidence. That gives me the possibilities that I can get to where they are. And I can kind of follow those breadcrumbs of what they've, of, of their success that they laid out, that I can get to where they are. It's possible. But that's a very, very tricky thing to teeter between. And so that's why I think it's expectation of the thief of joy, not comparison. So that's a big lesson I've learned. That's a big lesson I learned. And leading into the next one, lesson number nine, protect your energy. So you ever notice just whenever you're with somebody, focus, I don't want to say this, honor yourself. After that experience, after you're with that person, just ask yourself, how do you feel afterwards? Does this person light you up? Does this person make you feel safe? Does this person make you feel heard? Did you like this experience that you had with this person or situation? And if you did, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good indicator. Lean into it. Now, if you were, you had this experience with somebody or situation and it left you not satisfied, it left you not feeling safe. It felt, it, it, you were putting too much effort into it. You felt defensive. Maybe lean away from it. And I know that is a very, um, I'm, I'm speaking from like a 10,000 foot view of that, for that context, for that topic, but try it out. That's something that I have really thought about and it's really protected my energy. Like for example, certain friends, certain people I wanna be around, like some friendships, I put in a certain amount of energy and it doesn't have to be equal 50-50 all the time. I totally understand that. But like you, you look at the evidence, you look at the overarching theme and the consistency of things. It's like, okay, the more time I am putting effort into this relationship with this friend, are they kind of meeting me a little bit where I'm at? Are they, do, do I feel safe around them? I can tell them my secrets, my, my, where, the things I'm upset about, the things I'm happy about. I want to share good news with this person. And are they receptive of it? Are they encouraging? Are, are they like giving me good feedback? Are they like happy? generally happy to hear me telling them good news do they want to see me happy and like things like that and then i have leaned into more of those friendships that really i really adore and then when it comes to those friendships when it's like okay i give 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 but then i don't get anything back i'm more so here and i put in so much effort but i there is no effort back on the other end and things like that. And then I have, I've learned to lean away from those relationships and I feel better. Like the ones who really do miss you and want you in their life and want to see you win will, you know, you guys will gravitate towards one another, but those that just don't really care and kind of just suck the energy away from you and things like that, then they can just kind of go away. They'll just naturally float away. And that's just part of life. And I've, that's, that's the thing I've learned is having the right people around. And then the people that 
aren't meant to be there will just go away. Like certain people will, you're meant to meet and be around certain people for certain seasons and chapters of life. Some people are supposed to be around for decades and some people are only supposed to be around for a moment. And that's something I've learned. So protect your peace, protect your energy. You only have enough to give. So let it be around the people that really matter to you, that are really important and see your energy just double after being with them. It's a good feeling. And you know what that feeling is. Okay. And number 10, experience it all, experience everything, the good, the bad, and everything you do, just experience it all. That this is a, this is a, this, this one will probably be with me for like ever. <laughs> My big move down here, me pursuing these endeavors and these large mountains I'm trying to climb. Just experience it all. You have one life, you have one shot, one opportunity. Yeah, okay, I'm not gonna sing the rest. <laughs> it's like, that's, okay, I'm a loser, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, just experience it all, experience, it, experience everything. Because the last thing you wanna do is regret it when you're 80 years old. I mean, obviously there maybe there's some things you should probably not experience, like doing hard drugs. I don't know if that's your cup of tea, you go ahead and do it or like hurting someone. Don't, don't do that. But you know what I'm trying to say here? Just experience many things that you want, as long as it isn't harmful or hurtful or malicious towards other people, just experience it all. The human experience, the human life, the things, the many different lives that we're able to live and experience. It's just so dope. So get out of your bubble, get out of your safe zone throw away that safety net and just go for it and just light the world up. So that is, those are the 10 lessons I've learned this past year. Recap, number one, no one is coming to save you. Number two, man in the arena. Number three, you're going to fail. Number four, know your why. Number five, take ownership. Number six, ego is your enemy. Number seven, see the world through as many lens as possible. Number eight, expectation is the thief of joy. Number nine, protect your energy. Number 10, experience it all. Experience everything. Thank you guys for listening. And if any of these lessons, these thoughts, these experience I've shared with you, resonated with you at all. I would love to know about it. Please, if you like the show, rate, review, share it. It helps the channel grow. And I appreciate you so much for spending the almost 40 minutes now listening, listening to me. And I think this is my longest episode yet. So stay tuned for the next episode. Bye guys.